Hey, this is Frank here. I just wanted to preface this um, special episode uh, by letting you know that we recently were the media sponsor for the Azure AI Fest that took place on September 7th. And um, we're proud to present uh, not only the live stream, but we figured we'd also share this on the podcast as well. So the first speaker you'll hear is Tim McAlilly, who's a colleague of mine. And then you'll hear Ashish Jaiman talk about why AI is important and why it's important now. Hello and welcome to Data Driven, the podcast where we explore the emerging field of data science. We bring the best minds in data, software engineering, machine learning and artificial intelligence. Uh, I want to thank my uh, co-organizers, Mr. Brian Moran, uh, Prashant Boyer, and then (laughs) the AV guru back in the back. Uh, Frank Lavigne, so uh, they all helped out of this and make them a lot. So this piece, oops, does everyone have an agenda? Agenda is very important. Let me borrow your agenda. I'll get right back. Your agenda has the Wi-Fi code for the day, you know, for the building. Uh, the agenda has um, where you can go and get sessions. When you go home, you want to download the sessions. The session download information is at the bottom of the agenda. The, the agenda is really your guide for the day. Uh, we're going to do a keynote here in about a couple of minutes. Uh, then we're going to have uh, three sessions after the keynote. We're going to do a lunch and learn um, uh, with Kristen Hamson, who is kind of the services. We'll do lunch and learn in here. So a little cooperation, a little congestion around the kitchen area. At lunchtime, we can get through it. We're going to take a little bit longer afternoon break um, and break into three tracks. We'll close down all these walls. We'll have three rooms, 3054, 3058, and 3062. There are signs on the glass posted outside each room to you know, let you know what's going on. Um, in the afternoon, the sessions are a little bit longer. They're an hour each uh, with plenty of time for Q&A. We have two labs. We have uh, Edbot. <coughs> And doing a presentation with Matt Wade, and that's going to tie into a, um, a presentation or a deep dive kind of lab on uh, training an intelligent bot in under an hour. So that'll tie it together. And then we have Frank uh, Lavinia who's doing a two-hour Python lab. If you don't have a laptop, if all you have is a notepad and a pen, you can still go to the labs. Just check it out, learn. You know, you don't have to worry about Wi-Fi or special tools or anything. If you do have the laptop. You know, you can participate in the lab, uh, you know, with hands off. Uh, so hold on to your, your agenda. If you don't have an agenda, come see me, come find me. Or we'll also put in a pinch of agendas in each classroom as it goes on. Now, hold on to your name badge. Does everyone have their name badge? You don't have your name badge? Let us know. We're going to move the registration desk on the first floor. We're going to move it up here in about 15, 20 minutes while Ashish is talking. Um, we'll, but at the end of the day, you'll turn in your name badge as your raffle ticket. We have some pretty good raffle prizes. What do we have? Xbox X1. Xbox. Then we have Xbox One. Uh, TV. TV. And some other swag. And some other swag. So it's worth hanging out for. Um, so keep it on. Keep the agenda. Um, we also have some other great sponsors. We have Data Stacks. They're out there uh, in the lobby. They have a table out there. You see uh, uh, the data stack team. Frank runs Data Driven. That's a podcast. Download to us, subscribe to it, listen to the good content they have. Uh, we have Witham, Audit Tax and Advisory Services. And that's Prashant's company and Sasha, who's out at the table. And then AppBot. That's Lisa's team and Matt and Joe and Nick's team. Uh, go check out AppBot. So we have three sponsor tables, then we have a a living sponsor uh, for Data Driven. Uh, since he's doing two sessions, we figured he wouldn't want to man his uh, sponsor booth. Um, well, without, with that, well, without that, well, without that, sorry. Have fun, learn, uh, network, keep your name badges. Your badge is your raffle ticket. I'll go ahead and hand it over to Ashish Raman and hear his presentation, which will be awesome. Thank you. 
Uh, and then also talk about what Microsoft is doing in that space and how we think about AI when we talk about the so, you know, I take you back, and you know, everyone knows this. Uh, you know, the, the the history of human innovation mostly, you know, started with the wheel, right? And the whole idea was, hey, there was something that tried to make world a, a, a bit smaller, right? Because then now you started transporting goods, you can travel uh, a bit faster to the places that you wanted to, and and bring communities together. So that actually was was one of the things uh, about innovation. Uh, and the, the second thing actually came of being as, as a printing press, which is actually trying to bring the world together from a knowledge perspective. Not physical growth, but knowledge. Uh, then we went back to saying, okay, that's pretty cool. Steam, in, uh, steam engines, uh, faster way to, 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 to move around. Uh, I really hate this, sorry. Uh, faster way to communicate. Uh, not going to get them to travel around, faster way to transport goods, uh, bringing people even with closer, making the world uh, smaller. Uh, flight, satellites, and the most important in our lifetimes is what we saw from the computing age, right? From PCs to internet, and now we talk about AI. Uh, so the, the idea of these things, the human innovation, is these, you can think of these as accelerators, right? You know, which, which actually move humanity pretty quickly. Uh, one innovation actually moved in the towards closer to a, be a more purposeful life, right? We were less bothered now, most of us in the developed nations are, are less bothered with, uh, with our day-to-day problems or trying to solve different things that we didn't do We think that AI actually is a bigger accelerator than any of these. Uh, and the reason, again, is that because it, it looks <coughs> all humanity, right? Uh, it would be uh, not just augment our humanity, but also, uh, you know, empower others, right? So we, as we get these technologies together, and we think personally, uh, I also think that way, but Microsoft has the whole thing that, that it is bigger than the internet. Yes, internet is a way of communication, is a, is a way of uh, bringing the world together, but then you know, AI can help us to find a purpose and enable that and empower us to do so. So what is AI, right? And we all, all, all talk about AI. Uh, you know, artificial intelligence—it uh, just, from my perspective, I think it, it, of, of this as, as using what we have, like compute data and, and algorithms, to to make change. Right? Uh, when we talk about AI, we actually think about in three different buckets, and I don't have the buckets written here, but I'll try to speak to them. One is reasoning. Right? If you, if you have a lot of data. Can you put some logic on it and try to understand what the data is and, and what it trying, what it is trying to do? So find some reasoning uh, from the data. So that's one way to look at AI. Second is understanding, understanding of the world, understanding of the information, understanding of the models around this, uh, using data and algorithms. And the last thing is interaction, which actually is pretty interesting, and that's where most of the AI conversations are going these days. Is is how do we extend human ingenuity? Right? How can you lower the barriers between physical and machines? In fact, you know what you see today is uh, we've always had, and I, I read this quote once. Uh, you know, I think I think we are at a point we are at a cusp where we're uh, uh, trying to understand machines, and and the, the real cusp is the machines will start understanding us. But that means that then then we will be more empowered to actually have the machine will be more empowered to help us to to live a life of purpose. And in a very natural way, right? A natural way meaning you know, the way I interact with you, right? I can speak to you, and we have seen Alexa speak back to us as So that's one way to interact. The other way, you know, we'll talk about, and I'll show you some of the, of the ways we infuse uh, technology AI into our lives. And we see it every day, right? Uh, AI is everywhere, and we may or may not realize it. And, and, you know, again, it's a very bloated term, by the way, right? At this point in time, maybe not in five years, maybe not in ten years, uh, you know, if I'm, I'm doing something interesting in Excel or writing a, a very smart SQL query, uh, you know, I would think that it is part of this whole bigger AI, one piece in the bigger AI engine, right? Uh, and, and that's what I, I truly believe in. It's, it's everywhere. Computer vision is a big thing, right? I'm sure you've seen that. Uh, and we'll, we'll see it as well. 
uh, how easy it is to make sense uh, of an image. Uh, you, a computer can make sense of an image. It can actually contextualize an image very, very easily. Uh, I'll show you a demo. Uh, and amazingly, uh, I'm going from vision to speech, is the way machines actually understand us, and, and from an augmentation of humanity perspective, right? Think about the impact it would have in, in, the, in the accessibility ability section of, of people who actually don't have access to, that's a vision, right? Uh, if I can speak, uh, or the machine can translate the text into speech, so people rather than visually uh, interpreting it can, can, can audibly interpret it, actually is a pretty big deal. Uh, because you know, not everyone ha or have the capability or the, the opportunity to rewrite tasks, right? You know, there are people with disabilities and actually AI actually serves Cognitive services, the cognition is, is another thing, right? Machines are actually getting to a point where they are able to be able to cognitive and trying to understand uh, what people are trying to do. Uh, and then, you know, I'll show you something that is, uh, uh, so here is something that, you know, as I'm talking about these cognitive services, each individual, I'll just show you some, some of the things that uh, you may have seen already, by the way, uh, but, you know, there, there, there are some new things that I'm going to show you. Uh, and these are most people who know what Microsoft is doing in this space. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, again, the really agnostic is not what Microsoft is actually finding it. It's all the good work. And they collaborate as well. So let me uh, pull up this, this demo. And, and they, you can throw this 
in the service, it will return back on the tag, and you can actually, based on the tag, can create a, a voice-based uh, solution for them so that as they're scanning an image, you can talk about what this image is. So again, empowering them to, to do really more with your you know, limited experiences of this, right? You know, augmenting them to do something, something better. Uh, this is another example of a speech. Uh, and, uh, you know, what it is is, uh, I'll do this. And it's a real time thing, right? And it's just pretty interesting. If I start recording, let's see what happens. So, well, I'm, I'm recording this and I'm saying that AI will augment our humanity and it will give us each of us superpowers to be challenged of all kinds, including some of our biggest ones. Yeah, this is pretty powerful. Right? This is closed caption my talk. Right? I could actually throw this on the side here and start recording and do my talk and people who may not have the ability to get everything perfectly can read this right? and, and, and still participate in this discussion. This is pretty powerful from, from an AI perspective. Right? That's why it matters. You know, that is why, exactly why AI matters. Is because now we can really, really, really build uh, uh, solution that can empower other people. So I have got many more, right? But I'll, I'll let you actually go and, and, and play with this. The idea of cognitive services is this space APIs, right? You can use them very, very easily in your apps, cloud apps or, or devices apps. Uh, rest space endpoint, give us a web uh, voice file return back the real-time interaction and whatnot. Yes, there's one more I'm going to show up now, yeah. I like this one actually the best. Uh, so, yeah. So this is translated. I'm sure you've seen it. Google has a solution, we have a solution. Uh, I don't know where it's going to be. This is pretty powerful too. Uh, and this is a real good example. I, uh, me and my wife were actually in a, in a South American country a couple of years, a couple of months back. Uh, we don't know Portuguese. <laughs> and like, you know, while I was uh, doing some work, uh, she would actually go out and, and do some shopping, right? Uh, and this is what, what, not this app, but there's an app which she used, essentially. Talk to the app in English, and then the other person, the, the grocery store, or the shopping clerk, or whoever would listen to it. Real world application, right? As we travel, as we are becoming more and more global citizens, this is pretty powerful, this is pretty helpful. So, so I'm, I'm trying to log in, in in two places essentially. Uh, one uh, as an English speaking uh, person, and uh, Alright, there's something fishing. So, so here it is. So I I've have established a, a service uh, and I'm going to invite someone else so I can actually do this. I'm using two browsers just to show you that it works everywhere. Uh, so here I'm an English speaker on the on the edge. Not not English speaker on the edge, but in the browser. <laughs> <laughs> And here I am as a Hindi speaking person. And the reason I'm going to show this is because I'm a Hindi speaking person. I wish I could, I could learn more about different languages as well. And then I cheated. What I meant by that is I actually prepared for this. I'm just copy pasting because I don't know how to type in my keyboard and can ask for the typing as well. So I can, I can start writing here. And I can speak to it as well. So, you know, we have support for. Uh, for English speaking, and but you know, I don't see clear maybe that we don't have support for Hindi, but you know, there are other languages that we can support for. So I can actually speak to it. So I'll say hello, and some of you actually can know, right, or understand Hindi as well, that actually is doing this, right, which is pretty powerful. And what I did is copy paste this, you know, I show you. So I'm saying, hey, Sheesh, what are you doing? It's real time, it actually is the same. You have a different station. 
pretty powerful stuff. Pretty, not just powerful, but have a real world utility to it. Actually, does it have local language support as well? Yes, so there, there are actually a uh, hundred odds. Like, I can act to do this. So, not this guy. And I don't remember how many languages support, so what I'm going to do is we will read this page. Or you, you, can, you can figure it out. Yes. Uh, yeah. You can
network, how many given networks actually they can use to predict uh, So all that is going on. Uh, so there's a lot of AI innovation recently. Uh, what 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 it also is being held by is the supercomputer. Uh, cloud, as we know, is being driven computing. You know, 20 years back or 30 years back, um, researchers may have a, a fantastic algorithm, but it will take like, many, many months to run this. Right? Not only it will take many, many months to run it, but they won't even have the data to train their model. And that's another thing that you've got to protect from all three things. Uh, you have the algorithms, you have the cloud, utility computing. Very easy to, 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 to provision, very easy to run parallelly on a massive scale and get your results back in, in, in minutes, hours, and days. It's just helped by a lot of data that we have, right? Image data itself is so, so huge, right? Every day we, we generate a lot of images on our phones, uh, most of our phones actually. Uh, you know, that eventually goes to a server somewhere, right, if it's Google or Microsoft or Apple. Uh, and that, that image data is used to uh, do right, so, so huge data. Not only images, but videos, text, and the uh, uh, signals everywhere, right? As we start talking about IoT, you know, imagine the kind of signals we'll get, right? You know, uh, I don't know if you have it here, but you know, there will be eventually signals in microphones and and everywhere is reacting to some big data warehouse and have to say, hey, you know, maybe it would uh, it would augment that signal with your Twitter, Facebook feed, and blah blah, and eventually say, I see, you know, maybe there's a signal in the market, and the next topic won't actually use the word AI because everyone is actually have heard enough of it, right? So that kind of uh, thing would happen, and all because of this, this, this pretty interesting. Uh, uh, the idea of cloud, massive data and AI innovation, the perfect storm of uh, what AI to be successful. Uh, now, we, we talk a lot about AI. If we want to take a step back and talk about what exactly these things are, what is learning, we, we talk about AI is all about learning. Machine learning, I'm sure you, you all know about this, uh, uh, but it is just to wait for, for the computers actually to model the world around us. Pretty broad statement to model the world around it, but essentially thinking, uh, looking at the data and saying, you know, does it make sense? You know, uh, are there specific aspects of it that actually I can model? Uh, deep learning is, is an approach to machine learning where uh, it tries to mimic the way brain functions, right? With neural nets and whatnot. Uh, thinking in terms of abstraction and representation versus. Uh, you know, uh, machine reasoning if you're looking at the data and then trying to figure it out. Uh, and then we'll, we'll talk a bit about deep learning. I'm sure there will be sessions today uh, about that. The reinforcement learning is actually another subclass of deep learning. Uh, and the whole idea of reinforcement learning is uh, that, yeah, that the computer does a couple of actions and based on the outcome, there's a final people like carrot and stick, right? Successful, then it is known to the computer that it can go back and say, hey, these things in those steps were successful, I did that, and these were things that I did that. And the whole idea there is actually it's very useful in robotics, uh, where you, know, you take and, and you take a couple of actions and, and figure out, you know, humans, it becomes natural to actually walk and talk and, and those other stuff, the robots is not. So you know, eventually, after a couple of operations, Thousands and millions of innovation in practice. Right? You know, you know, hey, where did I suffer most from a penalty perspective? Where did I not? Um, and then it actually represent that that model. Uh, transfer learning is a new term. I'm not sure how many of you have heard of it. Uh, but this actually the term uh, was published two two years back in the research papers. And the idea is pretty simple, which is. Uh, there are some domains where you may not have a lot of data, right? So can you use data and learning from a different domain and use it in a, and transfer it to a domain that you may not have as much data and much learning? Uh, very novel concept, very interesting one. Uh, uh, especially the word idle uh, as a data on the cybersecurity, this is actually one of the big things that, that we are talking about because uh, uh, 
machine learning and AI and cybersecurity is a hard problem to solve. Because, you know, uh, yes, you can look back into the data and say what kind of vulnerabilities and what kind of attacks were there. But as the vulnerabilities close, nobody cares about that. <laughs> so, so you have to actually predict on what is coming uh, without knowing the vulnerabilities or the zero-day vulnerabilities out there. So, so this is a very novel concept in cybersecurity. Still trying to figure out, uh, you know, how to countries are uh, Again, just a uh, just a quick snapshot of what AI is learning. So I'm gonna. This is a animation, but I'll actually go through this quickly. Uh, the idea is very simple, actually, if you think about it. Uh, a lot of data it contains patterns. Machine learning algorithm tries to find patterns in it. Uh, we create a model that can recognize that, uh, that, that um, pattern or codify that pattern. Uh, and then we build applications once we publish that model, that codification of that pattern. Looks like this pattern works. This is That's the crux of it. Uh, now, this is very simply five models of what machine learning and AI eventually is. But this is the actual There's nothing bigger than this. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of data, uh, there's a lot of uh, algorithms, and, and uh, uses a lot of computing to recognize that pattern or find that We talked about a bit about training data, what training data is, right? I don't know if we uh, actually explained it, but you know, uh, for a model, to build a model essentially, to recognize that pattern. Uh, uh, you have to have a lot of data that could be labeled or not labeled, depending on, on you know, what kind of data you have and what you want to get the model from. Uh, we'll the model working on. Uh, so the, the data that you give to, to build a model is about training data. And then, you know, if it's a labeled data, then then in the machine learning taxonomy, it's called supervised learning, if it's non-labeled data, then it's called supervised And then, you know, these are the two types of learning. Uh, there's a hybrid as well, <laughs> uh, but you know, that's, that's more than um, This is the most common approach. Now with that said, uh, I disagree with that statement. Uh, this, was the, this was the most common approach. Uh, as we have more and more data coming, this could be the common approach, especially in scenarios where we have seen recommendation engines. Uh, where, uh, you know, there's some label data, obviously you can recommend using supervised learning, like, you know, and I'll give an example of Netflix. If I go on Netflix, it would recommend some shows to me based on my previous viewing history, but then it also recommends me uh, some movies that I have no clue about based on uh, unsupervised learning, which means that it tries to put me in a, in a cohort saying people like me, Right? What they like and try to recommend back to me. So that's unsupervised learning. And supervised learning is based on my actual previous meeting habits. Unsupervised learning is based on other people which Netflix thinks are like me. And that could be any kind of data like me. Like they're watching a lot of things that are ego or they're watching a lot of rom coms, whatever that is, right? Uh, so, so I, but more and more, uh, what we see here is unsupervised learning, which is reinforcement learning as well. Uh, uh, I think somebody said uh, no. no? I'm sorry. How does it work? Uh, I'll give you a very simple, simple example. This is how my brain works. It is chaotic to Seattle. Uh, look at the flights. There are a couple of criteria in my mind. I may not have 45 them in a paper or written somewhere, but that's how I would think and most of us think it. You know, when do I have to be here in Seattle? How much does it cost? And am I in a frequent flyer program in the, for that airline? And based on that, I'll make some value judgments. Uh, and then and then I'll say, hey, I'll take it or not, right? Again, the, the model there is simple decision tree, but you can get very complex as well in the other models. But from my mind, in a simpler mind, I'll say, hey, if it costs more than $500, I'm not taking that flight. If it does less than 500, I may take it, but then it also depends on that time or time. Right? If I am meeting at 10 a.m., 
the housing prices. Right? That's a very good example. Where you know, based on the location of the house, the, the number of bedrooms it has, the type of carpeting or whatever, right? You can say the, the, say this uh, local price of this house is. Uh, uh, so that's regression, uh, uh, you know, numerical value prediction. Uh, decision tree, it says decision tree, but this is classification models we just saw it, which is, you know, it could be binary two class or multi class classification. Uh, same year and year, right? Uh, because should I take will I take the flight or not? Based on some of the causes. Neural networks with deep learning uh, tries to mimic how how brain works with neurons and, and the signals that go from one neuron to another. Bayesian is very interesting. It actually is uh, probability on hypothesis versus probability on data. Just a different approach to, to look into uh, into learning. And K-means is another way of clustering essentially creating cohorts and and without label data can say, hey, these folks or these items look same or similar versus these items. Uh, has a ton of uh, value uh, for usage in, in these new implementation and So where do we, as Microsoft, uh, think where, where our space is in the world of AI? Uh, these are the three key investment areas. The platform itself, we are the world's Biggest software platform company. Uh, uh, so we want to make sure that we are the platform of choice for any AI practitioner, any machine learning practitioner. Uh, again, our goal as a company is to empower everyone, right? Uh, which means that if we build a platform, we can help you empower, which will, which will empower you to empower others. That's our goal. So we have a lot of investment on our platform side. The other investment we actually have, and I'll show you some of the other investments there, is infusing AI seamlessly into the product that we have. Uh, without actually, hey, in your face, now you get a um, AI-based word, you know, to write letters or documents, you know, it's like they seamlessly infusing that, and uh, And then obviously, you know, there's, there's some investment in the business solution area. You have some software and the service investments that you know and and, and so the platform, I'll quickly go through it. You know, we have infrastructure. Uh, uh, you know, we have all kinds of VMs out there, right? On our platform, is the Azure uh, CPU, GPU, and PGA. Uh, and then on the platform, chipset. You know, again, some of these things like GPU is is is, uh, is needed in, the, in some of the deep learning and classification. You may not need as 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 high power GPUs for the advisors that you can do CPUs at PCA. Uh, on the data itself, you know, we have solutions for big data, SQL data, no SQL data, you know, possible SQL, I don't even know all that. Uh, and on the compute itself, like VSVM, a data science virtual machine, it's a prepackaged virtual machine for you, you just go and click and all of a sudden you get uh, a virtual machine with, uh, with all the all the things that you need, right? Python, R, and other stuff that you need to be a, an, an awesome uh, AI engineer. A batch AI, you can learn top million, well, not million, I hope it is, but thousands of for the jobs in parallel, uh, and then Kubernetes services. From a services perspective, right, we, we saw uh, a bit of our popular services. We also have broad framework out the box, so you can you can build really impressive bots. I wish I had shown you a demo, but um, maybe, maybe next time. Uh, and then machine learning, custom service, so you can actually think about uh, bringing your, your existing knowledge, existing algorithm, existing data into the service, see what you get, you know, drag, drop stuff, and then create a model publisher. From a tooling perspective, right, we have deep learning framework, not just CNTK or cognitive toolkit, which is Microsoft, uh, Microsoft's deep learning framework, but we are first class citizen with TensorFlow and Get A and Level, etc. So, you know TensorFlow, most of people actually know or love as well. Uh, you can bring it on as or in fact, you can get it as a first class citizen. Uh, on the tooling, we have Visual Studio. Uh, 
it has all the capabilities that you like as well as a, as a DevOps engineer. Uh, uh, we have uh, Azure Machine Learning Studio and WorkBench. Uh, I want to talk about infusing AI, and I'll show you two examples of it uh, instead of talking about what it is. And the, the, the interesting example is like this. So it's very really just like. So I can do it. I can actually. I'm creating a new, new slide. The last slide is 
you know, what are Microsoft's AI principles? You know, as we talk about impact, as we talk about AI, and why it matters, I want to make sure that, that you all see this, you know, how these are our guiding principles for AI, which is, you know, hey, you should maximize efficiencies, but it should not destroy the dignity of people. Which is another way of saying that, hey, you know, robots won't, won't come and take our jobs away, but we are still trying to augment the AI principles to do our jobs. Uh, guard against bias, because again, bad data brings bad results. So, you know, you have to con be very conscious about about the data and what kind of biases the data may have, right? Uh, we, you know, I don't want to go through the examples, but we are seeing the world today, right? There are tons of examples of machines uh, predicting that someone is not planning on being some bad data. Accountable, transparent, private, you know, obviously designed for, for privacy, and must be designed to assist humanity in the last book. Exactly, it's pretty hard. So that's all. Uh, I am proud to be here today. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you. Uh, These are some of the resources. If you want to learn more, the AI school and myself are on the same I learned a lot from there as well. Uh, and uh, AI for all. Depending on 
And also, it would depend on two things, right? And if, if you think about any model, it depends on two things. One is the transparency of the, of the environment, the second is the transparency of the data itself, right? Making an environment transparent is easy, actually, in today's world, right? Because you know, it's all about data anyways, right? Uh, transparency of data would depend on so many other things, like privacy, uh, IP, right? Uh, we'll do our best, and that's the promise from software. Like, hey, we'll, we'll make sure that our, our whatever we do in this AI world will be as transparent as we can be, right? depending on the framework of privacy and other legal constraints that we have. Now, I don't know the, the, the actual steps that we are taking, right? but I can actually figure it out and maybe let folks know and tell them what our, not just what our guiding principle is, but also what our tactical uh, things are that we are trying to. I should want you to keep the question just for quick time to make it down. Oh, sorry, sorry. So the, 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 the question was that Microsoft talks about transparency, but what are we doing to actually make, make sure that uh, that the environment are transparent? Okay, thank you. All right, um, thank you very much, Ashish. We appreciate it. Thank you. 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 Dishbox is getting set up. We'll do a quick two-minute break. If you need to use the, the restroom or something, you can do that on your own or whatever. Um, but we'll get everything set up and we'll keep going. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Data Driven. Don't just listen, become a data driver by going to datadriven.tv to sign up to join the community, access to special events, tips and tricks, and more. Sign up today at datadriven.tv.